Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. Fact check this podcast, and today I am recording on a slightly different setup than what I have been on most of the recent episodes. Uh, I am behind on work I've got to do for the week, and so I am using the old camera mode instead of Zoom or StreamYard. Zoom and StreamYard seem to uh, not want to cooperate because I've got uh, half a dozen videos and audio files uploading in the background right now. Uh, Hazard of taking a wonderful trip out of town and uh, having a little weekend vacation. So that, you know, I am not going to complain about being behind because it was a fantastic weekend getaway. Uh, the wife and I went down to Birmingham, Alabama to the Mises Institute meetup at the, <clears throat> and uh, at the, oh gosh, what was the name of it? I got it right here. I'm an idiot. The Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. Uh, this place was awesome. It had like all kinds of motorcycles and like vintage motorcycles, some cars. They were having a like a bunch of Porsches were running on their track while we were there. Like it was really really cool. And and on top of that, we also got to hear a whole bunch of really neat speakers, really great speakers. Mark Thornton, Per Bylan. Uh, very good friend of mine, Joni McGarry. Joni and I have, have known each other for a little over a year through all of this podcasting stuff. When she was uh, her Lucky Guy Bakery sponsorships of Counterflow and uh, Peddling Fiction. And she's relatively close to us here where we're from. So uh, we've kind of chatted and gotten to know each other over the last year or so. And she's been very instrumental in making a push against the college vaccine mandates so she got to speak on that um the the guys who do the chicago thinker at chicago university they were there that, like seeing young college-age students uh, talking about this stuff and and not only talking about it but like being proactive starting their own newspaper and and becoming a like a major publication at uh at their university like it's it's really really cool and then, uh, and then we had it uh, wrapped up with Todd Zawicki, and he was a lot of fun and and very entertaining and uh, telling his story about like uh, being a college professor and also a lawyer and fighting against uh, vaccine mandates and and all of that stuff. So a lot of a lot of COVID talk, which was a whole lot of fun. And then after the event, we got to go hang out and uh, with Pete Quinones and a whole bunch of others from the group. Uh, Joni came and 
hung out, drank some beers, talked about all kinds of stuff, and then went out to eat and continued the conversation, and it was great, great fun. So um, a fantastic weekend. I am happy to be behind if it means I get to do stuff like that more often. So uh, what I was going to kind of talk about today kind of uh, stemmed from interactions I had with people over the weekend at, at the Mises Institute event. And I guess just to preface the whole thing for, and for most people who know me, who probably already know this, but generally anytime I'm out in public, I am carrying and I don't conceal typically. I, I usually, I usually have it right here in the small of my back, uh, where it's pretty visible. I had multiple people at the event come up and express gratitude that I was caring. And like, thank you for caring. I, like, I never, I never really think of it that way, but it, it has happened at other times in the past as well. And usually it's older gentlemen who will come up and they'll, they'll say, thank you for caring. And I never, I never really think too much of it, but it, it kind of got me thinking because there is a lot of, there's a lot more of a push towards constitutional carry that's going on in the country right now. Granted, it's almost exclusively in red states. I believe it's uh, 22 states now that have passed constitutional carry. We've got it here in, in Indiana. Uh, Alabama has it. It'll go into effect. I believe they, the guys said that I was talking to down there said it goes into effect in uh, January down there. It goes into effect quite a bit earlier here in Indiana, and which I, I've, I have a permit anyway, a carry license anyway, so it's not like it, it matters to me. Uh, but that's, that's something that's getting a lot more attention here lately. And as constitutional carry is getting more and more attention, the, the gun grabber, gun control, uh, wing of the Democratic Party is also starting to pipe up and make a lot more noise. And... Especially, everybody's favorite Harvard retard, uh, David Hogg. And if you haven't seen the the random assortments of tweets that our good buddy David was uh, posting over the weekend, I, I highly re recommend you just go check them out. I'm not going to go into every one of them on this episode. I intend for this to be a considerably shorter episode. Um, just kind of a, a filler between here on Monday, but they keep circling back to these same just ignorant arguments for, I don't even know that I would call them arguments. When are, I wish guns were as heavily regulated as a woman's uterus. Um, last I checked, if a woman from Indiana 
travel to, say, New Jersey, they're not going to throw her in jail for having that uterus. Whereas if I, even with my carry license, go to New Jersey with my gun, I will absolutely go to jail. Uh, I didn't realize that you had to go through background checks and screenings and for all the like all the retards that seem to think that just you can just buy a gun all willy-nilly uh, that you just go to Walmart or or Bass Pro Shop or whatever you're the local gun shop and just slap money down on the table and walk out with the gun <laughs> that is not at all the way it works. Like, you can tell that these are people who have never actually tried to buy a gun, uh, probably because they're such giant, cucked, beta pussies. They would never dream of even touching one. They'd be terrified that it would stand up and shoot them in the face uh, out of spite. But, like, that's not the way... The, like, the process is not that, not that easy. Uh, yes, admittedly. You can get guns uh, off the market, but the overwhelming majority of legal gun owners, they're not pursuing that option anyway. And the illegal gun owners who are pursuing that option are getting their guns from government sources anyway. So yeah, your your uh, benevolent overlords are really going to step in and protect you with more gun control laws and more gun control and more gun regulation when they're the ones who are the biggest dealers on the fucking planet. And how is it that? We need to send money and guns and weapons and all of this stuff to Ukraine. We need to be sending money and guns and weapons to all these foreign countries, but we aren't allowed to have guns of our own here, as far as they're concerned. And would we really need to be sending guns and money to all of these other countries if it weren't for our own government sending guns and money to the people who are fighting against those that the left now wants to send guns and money to? If our own government hadn't been staging coups and overthrowing regimes, engaged in constant regime change over and over again for literally decades, like... None of it makes any fucking sense. None of it at all. I have... Like, I have no idea how we've become such a... terrified, pussified society that... is afraid of guns. And how many of these mass shooter incidences have been just suddenly disappear. Just suddenly disappear. 
something happens and all the gun grabbers go ballistic about the need for more regulation, the need for red flag laws, and and all of these extra background checks, as if we're not going through enough of that shit as it is. All of these extra steps, and nobody but no, nobody but the police should have a gun. That's the most fucking brain dead, out of touch with history take anybody could have. These instant these incidents come up, and then they just go away. What happened in Las Vegas? Why doesn't anybody talk about that? Why is it? Why does it tend to seem like a lot of these mass shooters? Uh, go to gun-free zones. Pick really specific targets that don't seemingly have anything to do with them in their personal life in any way. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad take. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But it just seems really weird every time it happens. And they also talk about how the U.S. has like this wildly massive, huge number of uh, mass shootings every year. And if I was more prepared, I would have it pulled back up. But the statistics on the mass shootings are actually pretty unimpressive. And not only that, but the statistics on the mass shootings can kind of be boiled down to Chicago, New York, Baltimore, Atlanta, Memphis. You know what three of those have in common? Chicago, New York, Baltimore. They already have some of the most restrictive gun laws on record. So what the fuck is it accomplishing? Not a goddamn thing. Like how <clears throat> how can they be so retarded as to think that you just need to do more of the thing that's not working? I know how. Because we've seen it for the last two years with COVID. We've seen it for the last 20 years with the war on terror. We've seen it for the last 40 years with the war on drugs. We've seen it for the last fucking century with the Fed and American monetary policy. We've seen it for the last... Uh, what is it, 60, 50, 60 years with uh, the Department of Education? All you have to do 
pick a government agency and go look at what it is they do and I can sum it up for you in just a few short words. Fuck it up. That's it. That's what they do. Every time. Without fail. Doesn't matter. The government is in the business of creating a problem so that they can sell you the solution that won't work so that they can convince you that you need to give them more money so that they can sell you the next solution that will work. That also won't work. Won't work. In fact, their solutions will probably cause new problems that they also need more money for that also, so that they can solve those and those solutions also won't work. This is like an abusive relationship that <laughs> they keep coming back and saying, I promise I'll be better this time. Look, I've got it figured out. Here it is. It's going to be great. And then they, they go right back to beating the fuck out of us. I feel like I've been like blowing this horn, not not just tooting it. Like I've been full on air horn blowing this horn for way too long. And definitely for a year and a half of doing this show. It is time to bring this fucking thing to an end. There is no government solution. The solution is end it. End it. Alright. More ranty than I intended to be, huh? I actually had thought this out and it was gonna be like really well really, you know, soft spoken and well worded and yeah. Hadn't had enough coffee for that yet. But I would ask that you come over and find the Break the Bell podcast on Facebook and YouTube. I will be joining uh, Craig and I, I'm an idiot and I can't remember the, his uh, Craig's co-host name. Uh, Craig has been on this show at least once. I think, no, yeah, just once. Uh, we had, we were scheduled for a second time and then uh, scheduling conflicts and we had, to, we had to cancel that one. But he'll be on again at some point, I'm very sure. But nonetheless, I will be on Break the Bell with Craig on Monday. And we are actually going to take a deeper, uh, even more retarded look at David Hogg's tweets and talk about just how dumb... That poor kid is. Apparently, they let him teach a class at Harvard. That should tell you everything you need to know about the institution of Harvard University. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, children of all ages. I doubt there's any children that listen to this. Actually, there's probably not a whole lot of uh, ladies either. It's like 30 dudes who are all my friends. I really wish y'all would give me feedback. Like, if you if you are a regular listener of the show, give me some feedback, shoot me a message on Twitter, Facebook, leave a comment on one of the videos, something. Give me some feedback. Let me know who you are and how you found me. I would, I would like to do, like, a ask-me-anything type of thing at some point. Uh, but the problem is none of y'all interact with me, so I don't, I don't know who would be asking me any questions. Like, I would have to make up the questions myself, and then it would just be me asking myself 
anything, and that's no fun for anybody, especially not for me. Yeah, so leave me a comment. Send me a message. Uh, if you haven't figured out how to get a hold of me, at jcamp1521 on Twitter is the easiest way. Um, yeah. Check me out on Break the Bell on Monday, and I will also be back with a, my own episode on Monday talking about... Actually, I think I'm going to talk... I, I haven't done it a whole lot. Uh, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about Ukraine and kind of what's been going on with that and and dig into that a little bit because that's, that's, I've tried to avoid uh, current events and do more like looking at articles and specific topics and stuff like that. But uh, the Ukraine thing looks like it's going to be something that is ongoing and I feel like it needs to be talked about to some extent. So check back on Monday for that. Also tune in at, uh, I believe it's 7 p.m. Central on YouTube and Facebook, Break the Bell Podcast. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week and a fantastic weekend, and I will see you Monday.